And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Monday, April 24th, and we are here trying to take the mystery out of your financial life. And we do that by asking you to uh, do a little bit of work. What's the work? The work is that you have to go onto our website, jillonmoney.com, and you have to click the Contact Us button. Once you do that, you complete the form. You let us know what's going on in your life. And if you would like to appear with us on the air, there's a little box that says, would you like to appear with us on the air? If you check that box, Mark Talercio, the best executive producer in the world, will do the rest. He's amazing. I'm trying to get Mark an intern. He's resisting. You know what, Mark? Here's what happened. We had one amazing intern, and then we had a bunch of others that weren't as good. And you just always, the high bar is the first one, isn't it? Well, she was the best, and now she's a big shot at uh, CBS News, and it all started with us. But, I mean, the, the real problem is, is like, by the time I get them up to speed, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, and then, you know, the internship is over before you know it. And then I got to start all over again. So it's just, like, kind of more trouble than it's worth. Oh, brother. You're not paying. Oh, well, I mean, I guess having one fantastic intern who did rise up, who's actually my boss in some respects, that when I do um, something that ends up in the first half an hour of CBS Mornings, she's the one who actually oversees it. She's a big shot is right. So we're happy that she got her start. I, I am going to be looking for somebody. I think we need somebody to do a little bit of the non-essential web work so we can give... Karen Cranick, web queen, a bit of a break. So maybe we'll call out because Karen came from the community. Maybe we'll make a call out to the rest of the community and see who shows up. What do you think? Is there anyone who's uh, cheaper than Karen that wants to come work for us? Much cheaper. Don't say cheaper, much cheaper. Like doing some basic stuff, not a lot of stuff, but learning and being part of us. You know, it's a little side hustle action, but it's cheap. Uh, and it's probably very someone who's very young who would be willing to do that or who just wants a little extra moolah. You know, I'll 1099 you. I'll make it all legit. Don't worry about it. Anyway, if you want to do that, um, send Mark a note. Go to <laughs> Mark. Let's see who, who, who responds to this. Go to JillOnMoney.com and click the contact us button and say, 
I want to be your paid intern. How about that? Paid intern. That's what we really need. But it's not an internship. I really need it ongoing. Maybe one of our listeners like, you know, has a high school age child or something. Who knows? Maybe one of our listeners can goof off at work and put in a few hours with us and get some extra moolah. What do you think of that? Like Sean? Like Sean, perhaps. Let's go to Sean. He's been waiting patiently. Sean is on the line from Washington, D.C. Hi, Sean. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Sean, can you do a little extra web work for us or not? You know what? I I can do whatever you'd like. I'm I'm happy to do whatever you want and do it on the cheap as well. All right. Here's the theater of the mind. Sean is with us and he uh, he has his camera on. And so we get to see him. He's very nice looking guy. He's got the little like sort of tight beard and mustache. And he is uh, a big fan of football and he's wearing his his I don't want to give too much away. I don't want to give away your identity and just say that you're wearing your favorite quarterback's shirt. And uh, when that's it, that's what I can tell everybody. He seems very nice. If you guys want to put your camera on when you talk to us, that's up to you. I did give Sean a little um, a little Jill camera work because I had been on the show this morning, so I wasn't embarrassed. So Sean, welcome. What's going on? So I'm in a situation now where I, my finances are in pretty good shape. Um, unfortunately, my mother passed away about hmm. a month ago. Oh. And the end was fairly sudden. And she left us a significant amount of money. And it's probably enough money at this point for me to have financial stability up until the point of retirement for the next number of years, or at least give me the comfort level to kind of get through. I just want to make sure that I am making the right moves and doing the right things. I'm comfortable handling all of my own finances right now, but uh, the amount of money that's coming in and the paperwork I'm looking at right now, I'm not comfortable with. And I'm not really sure where to go with this. And the brokerage firm she was with kind of barked at us when we we said that we wanted to leave and handle this ourselves. And the amount of paperwork I've gotten so far, I've looked through it and I'm not really sure where to go next is the best move to go with a certified financial planner. I've had people tell me to go to an estate attorney. I've had people tell me to go to an accountant first. I'm not sure really where to start. And I'm looking through the documents. And even though these are simply documents and say, like, just sign here, they seem more complicated than than they should be. And I'm not comfortable doing this all by myself. Okay. Calm down. You have help right now. First of all, Mark, this is the other separate business that I want to start. Sean, I'm not kidding you. I said this to Mark a few weeks ago before he went away. I said, I am in the middle of settling two estates concurrently, one for my mother-in-law and one for my dear friend. And it's like the amount of paperwork and inquiries that is generated, it's daunting. So I absolutely understand how you could feel like, I'm not a moron, but why is this so hard? Because I don't know why it's so hard. It is really hard. So let's talk a little bit about, first of all, you, how old are you? I'm 45. Okay. And um, do you have a a partner, kids, anything like family going on? I am single. The only thing I have is a four-year-old dachshund. Oh, I like dachshunds. I never used to, but I think they're awfully cute. I've been falling in love with one in the park recently. So uh, also, by the way, not to be single for much longer now that we know that he has been the benefactor of great, great amount of money. So do you have siblings? I, I do, just one. Okay. And are you both managing this process together or is this like, okay, the estate's been settled and now like what's, where are you in this process? We're we're doing our best to handle this together, and, and um, we we have a good enough relationship. I, I think on this issue, he's comfortable 
kind of pushing forward, I would like to, from my perspective, just have a little bit, I, I want to have somebody holding my hand for it, at least through the portion of getting through uh, the transfer of these benefits. So okay. from that perspective, we're kind of splitting off. Let's talk a little bit about what your mom left you. So give us a rundown. So she left us, her, her estate was about uh, combined $2 million. So and it's going to be split evenly between the two of us. Half of it is split into a transfer, what looks like into a transfer of death, I guess, holding. And the yep. other one is from her contributory IRA. And it's okay. basically split down the middle. There's like a million, about a million in transfer of death and a million in the uh, contributory IRA. Okay. So what's good about this, Sean, is that these are contracts, meaning that when you actually have a transfer on death account, we were just talking about this recently, which is that it is very helpful when you can have a beneficiary of a non-retirement account, and that's either labeled as a beneficiary or a transfer on death account, because then the asset can pass more easily. And it's usually not, it's not an account that has to go through probate. So that's important. And I presume your father is no, is, is no longer alive. Is that right? He's not. He passed away about 10 years ago. Okay. The IRA then becomes a beneficiary IRA for you. I presume uh, that the money that is flowing into the beneficiary IRA, is it coming in as the exact assets that your mom held split down the middle or is it coming in as cash? It's coming in. There's cash involved in there. I'm, I'm actually looking at it right now. The cash looks like about 200000 out of it. So I guess that'd be like 200000 and 800000 in, in the other assets. You're going to end up with one beneficiary IRA. And then the transfer on death account just becomes a brokerage account in your name. Okay. So now where are these accounts held? Do you, The larger firm, what, what's the statement say there? It's a Schwab account. Great. That's fantastic. Okay. So the paperwork that you got, tell me what it is that's making you a little nutty. I want to try to identify that and see if we really do need somebody or not. I, you know, I, I don't know if it is as much. Um, I think it's the fact that I've got, I'm looking at a, a stack of documents over there that's about 45 pages uh, uh, long. And I'm just making sure that what I'm signing there, uh, I'm not misreading. There's a couple of things in there that, that inside the IRA portions that talked about uh, estimated withholdings and uh, RMDs. Uh, yep. and, 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 and those, I was assuming, at least as far as like transferring these benefits to myself. Um, or at least getting these in my name would not be necessary up until the point when I transfer them over to to me. Right. Um, and 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 I guess that's a question I have. Like, if I have to make that kind of decision right off the bat about like the what kind of, how much withholding I was going to put down, uh, what I'm going to be doing about RMDs, uh, is that a decision I have to make right now in these forms, or is that no. a decision that I could? Okay. No. Okay. So here's the rule on a beneficiary IRA: when you're not the spouse, the money comes into the account, and you have ten years that you have like the clock starts at as soon as the decedent's uh, date of death. And then from that moment, you have 10 years where the IRS is going to force you to take this money out. So again, over the next 10 years, you know, from your age 45 to 55, you are going to have to pull money out of this account and pay tax, total tax at whatever tax bracket you are in at the time you pull it out. Let's just say that you were, you know, you're 50 years old and you decide I'm not working for two years. You may decide I'm going to pull a bunch of the money out for the couple of years that you're not working because you'll be in a lower tax bracket at the time. Um, I presume you're working right now, right, Sean? Yes. yes. How much, how much do you earn? 
Uh, I earn about 140 a year. Okay. Do you own a home? I don't. I rent. Okay. Are you putting money into a retirement account yourself? Yes. How much money have you saved for retirement? I have right now, my retirement fund is about 350 um, Great. between IRA, uh, the 401k and just brokerage accounts. Um, and I'm going to, when I turn 65, I have a pension due. So there's, oh. there's a backstop to all this. Yeah. Wait a minute. You yourself or moms? Me. No, me. I will. I will. How much will the pension be? It's as of today, if I were to leave today, it'd be about 40,000 a year. Okay. Um, but you're going to stick around? Then, I'll be around for a bit, yeah. Mark, I don't know if Sean is seeking a mate, but I have like a <laughs> lot. I'm writing his online profile right now, and I'm going to lead with pension, and I'm going to follow up with a uh, million dollars just inherited, plus another 350 on, you know. So any the only thing we need in a mate for you, Sean, is someone who maybe owns a home, and that's it. And then you're all set. And is a dog lover. And he's a dog yeah, lover. And, and a dog lover, yes. So yes. anyone wants yes. to send your um, your CV to me and Mark, we will funnel that through to Sean and make appropriate choices. Okay. So listen, this is actually not as complicated as they are making it for you. It doesn't mean I'm going to th- – you have to do it yourself. What you may want to do is you may want someone to help you in the process of moving it. On the other hand, I wonder, do you think you also need help in managing the money? Long term, I don't know about, at least as far as uh, the initial steps, I do think I do. I think that that does make sense. And I think, I don't want you to get like spooked by the paperwork part, but I do think that if your issue is, look, I have never managed an extra million dollars that fell in my lap, unfortunately, for the reason that it has. You're also probably not like emotionally so geared towards like, let me wrap my hands around this and learn like you're you're grieving still. So I get that. I think that it would be interesting for you because I do think, you know, this is going to sound like so annoying, but like a million bucks is a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money. So I don't want you to feel like I got a million dollars. I can do whatever I want. You have this money that your parents, you know, worked hard and saved. And, you know, you've been, you and your brother, the beneficiaries of that. It's not like so much money that you could just like travel the world for four years and figure out what's next. So what I do think is important is that we connect you with somebody who can help you game out what makes sense for you. So when I mean, when I mean game out, like, I don't know, are you happy in your job or not right now? How do you feel? I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty, uh, uh, relaxing kind of job mm. as much as <laughs> I want, I'd like one of those. That's, ter- that's, that's actually a terrible way of describing it, but uh, yeah, I'm content. I guess. Is a better uh, way Mark, are you relaxed in your job? I am. Poor Mark has to deal with me. Are you? Compared to what I have my old life, I'm very relaxed. Yes. When I get really stressed out, Mark's like, don't worry, it's going to be okay. So he, he calms me down. I'm always stressed out. What Mark's saying is a good way of putting it. I'm, I'm much more content in this job that I've been before and much and much more relaxed, actually, okay. from the jobs that I've had before. So so that's, that's, that's actually a good way of putting it. Do you think that – do you feel a little bit like – is there something that is in your heart of hearts that like, I really want to do something, fill in the blank, with this money? What is that – what is the thing that you feel like? Uh, with, with this money, I do I, – I, I'm going to be able to have a little bit more um, – uh, flexibility for traveling, I feel yep. like, uh, and I, I want to be able to travel a little bit more. And it might, it might be like a couple of gap months or maybe like a gap year at some point where I could just say like, hey, I'm just going to travel and then leave the workforce for a year and then come back uh, a year later just to kind of go and do some of the things that I've really been wanting to do for years and 
might not have been able to get to. Where are we going? Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of places in Africa that I've not been to yet that I really wanted to hit. There's a, I've never been to Australia. Uh, I was supposed to go with a friend to Japan in uh, February, and because things started getting really, really serious with my mother, we I had to bail out of the trip, and so I, I wanted to go back and try mm-hmm. that again. I mean, it's I think it's a moment. You know, when we talk about when I when I was writing my book, I, I tried to explain to people that it wasn't the pandemic that made people reset. Like people like you have been having these moments in time where, like, you lose someone you love. And it makes you rethink, what do I want to do? And you now have some flexibility in that. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So what I do think is having a certified financial planner, you might want to pay someone by the hour. Maybe you want to hire someone to manage the money, at least in the first few years. I think that can make a ton of sense for you. You may decide that later you might be like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do it myself because you may be able to do it yourself. None of this is really rocket science. The management of money is not that hard. It is, uh, it's like task oriented. It is administrative sometimes. It's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes. But, you know, I have no doubt that you could do it, but I understand why in this moment you might want a real comprehensive financial plan to give you an idea like, hey, if you keep on doing what you're doing for the next 10 years and we look ahead and we look at your pension and we don't, you don't spend all this money on travel in one fell swoop, then yeah, you're great. Or uh, you don't blow all the money you have on a house, you know, like that, that there are somebody who can help you create various different avenues forward that you might choose to take or not choose. Cause you might say, Hey, you know what? I don't want to buy a house. If it means that I have to soak up all of the money in that transfer on death account, you know, you may not. This is a case where I do think having a plan is a really helpful um, way to begin the process. So here's what I think. I think that we're going to hook you up with a couple of different people to talk to. You can do it a lower cost version of this. You can do a very high touch version of this that's more expensive. It's going to be worth it whatever you do because it's going to just give you some guidelines. I think that's important for you. And then in terms of the actual estate stuff, does your did your mom have an attorney who drafted her documents? She did, yes, yes. And is that person managing the distribution and the the probate and all of that? Yes. I'm trying to think of the, the, the most politically correct way to say this. It, it's, it, we've, we've had issues. Uh, we haven't had a lot of assistance on that, on that. See, this is when I can't wait to start this business. I'm going to have so much fun with this because I, I know that's like, you sort of are like, well, wait, didn't you get paid a lot of money for drafting these documents for my mother? And then all of a sudden they disappear. Let's talk a little bit more. I think that if you work with a certified financial planning firm, that's the kind of uh, administrative help you can really get in the background. And of course, Sean, you have a lot of money that's in your name now. You too are going to need an estate plan. All right. So if Sean, hang in there, I'm going to, we'll be back to you in one second. If you are like Sean, you're going through one of these terrible administrative processes that is just difficult to manage. You need some guidance. Give us a holler. Go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. Let us know if you want to come on the air while you're there. 
buy the book, The Great Money Reset, because sometimes weird things happen in life, not exactly when you plan them. And you would like to be able to be in a position to take advantage of chaotic times and turn those chaotic times into opportunities. So The Great Money Reset is there and you can subscribe to our new service. It's called Jill on Money Live. Access to quarterly live webinars and more special content. All right. Do me a favor. Do something nice for someone else today. Maybe send us your CV if you think you're eligible for Sean and we'll we'll funnel it through. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 